Welcome to the Whole Home Podcast. As always, thank you for listening and sharing in this time with us. And this is the second half of Tamila's podcast. And I'm sure, Tamila, you would be relieved if I said no games tonight. Oh, <laughs> But okay. that ain't going to happen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we're doing it. Okay. The first one is, would you rather... So this is the easy one. Would you rather, Tamila, bike or roller skate? Bike. Okay. Would you rather wear a shirt with the hole or a stain? (laughs) Hmm. A stain. The deep questions of life. (laughs) Would you rather hike up a mountain or ski down a mountain? Hike up a mountain. Would you rather uh, clean your room once a day or once a month? Once a day. Would you rather eat pizza or tacos? Tacos. (laughs) Would you rather play an instrument or sing in a choir? Sing in a choir. Would you rather snack on candy or pretzels? I really don't care for either as much, but I'll say candy. Okay. (laughs) What would you snack on? I like chocolate. I'm not really a candy person. Gotcha. What would you rather? Would you... How do I... I can't talk. Would you rather drive through the mountains or along the coast? Along the coast. Would you rather plant a flower garden or arrange a bouquet? Plant a flower garden. Would you rather speak every human language or talk to animals? Talk to animals? Oh, oh really? my goodness. <laughs> well, that's right. Steve Irwin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right up your alley. Would you rather watch TV or listen to music? Listen to music. Would you rather sew a skirt or knit a scarf? Knit a scarf. Would you rather camp or go to an amusement park? Camp. Would you rather live in ancient Egypt or ancient Greece? Oh, man, that's so hard. (laughs) I have to say Greece. Okay. Would you rather wear a hoop skirt or a flapper dress? Okay. Hoop skirt. (laughs) What's a hoop skirt? Something big. Oh. Like a bell. Oh, I would say the hoop skirt. Okay. (laughs) Would you rather learn a soccer kick or a karate kick? Karate kick. Would you rather eat cereal for dinner or burger and fries for breakfast? Cereal for dinner. What would you eat? My favorite is Reese's Pieces cereal. Oh, that's so <laughs> Not yummy. Not the healthiest, but it's good. Hey, Paige, introduce that to me. <laughs> that woman finds the most interesting cereals. <laughs> All right. Um, would you rather decorate a cake or decorate a room? A room. Would you rather spend the whole day sleeping in or never go to bed at all? Never go to bed. Would you rather always wear tank tops or long sleeves? Long sleeves. Would you rather teach an English class or teach a math class? English. Okay. Would you rather, did I say paint a picture or take a photograph? No. Okay. Which would you rather do? Take a photo. All right. And to close this out, (laughs) this one's so dumb. (laughs) Would you rather brush your teeth with a twig or share your family's bath water? Oh, gosh. Brush my teeth with a twig. Oh, very good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. This game is called Quick Talk, and you probably know it. You've got five minutes to talk to me really fast about questions. Okay. okay. Here we go. What is your go-to breakfast? Egg scramble with peppers and onions. Yum. Do you collect anything? Uh, letter, uh, cards. Cards from people or letters. Okay. Is there anything people sometimes misunderstand about you? I think people think I may be like serious or deep all the time, mm-hmm. but, but I like not. to laugh. <laughs> what was a recent problem you solved? Well, this might sound silly, but I uh, had to throw a party, a graduation party for my husband. Okay. And at the last minute, the caterer that I was hoping to have bailed out. So thankfully, someone gave me a reference and I was able to find a caterer, so I didn't have to cook. 
Problem solved. <laughs> what was the last thing you watched on TV? Um, the Chosen. What is a place in scripture that is encouraging to you? Psalms 37 and 4. It's one of my favorites. It's a good one. What was your last meal? Uh, chicken, potatoes, and broccoli. Yummy. What is a tradition that you observe in your household? I would say we pray together, like with the kids every night. We have them do the Lord's Prayer. What is your go-to karaoke song? You've got one, I know it. So <laughs> the first the one that came to mind is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Solid, solid song. <laughs> All right. What is a fun recipe you've tried? I've gotten into baking more. So what did I make? Hey, that letter said. Maybe it was, was a, maybe it was a like pumpkin bread or something. A different recipe of pumpkin bread. Okay. Sorry. No, don't even worry. <laughs> Sounds really good. All right. Do you have any home edit projects? A lot of things. But uh, we want to really tackle our garage. We want to make it a more uh, like turn into like half a gym. Okay. Do you have a favorite recent memory? I just thought of my kids, mm -hmm. just how they're all at the age to be able to like play together and not need me. And they're all different ages. So it's really mm -hmm. sweet to see. That is. <laughs> do you journal? Yes, I do. <laughs> it, one journal or do you have a lot of them? Um, I write down thoughts on a lot of different things. But when I'm really writing something long, I use my computer. Okay. What is your current podcast listen? Uh, aside from the Whole Home Podcast, um, I do listen to 30 Minutes with the Perrys. Oh, nice. Um, Femina Podcast. I think that's the only ones right now. What is your top vacation this year? Well, this year we're going to be exploring different state parks. Oh, that is really cool. Uh, what is a book or resource that influenced you? The book Spiritual Depression by, I think it's Martin Lloyd-Jones. That's a heavy hitter to my life. Oh, man. All right. If you could become an expert in something, what would it be? If I could grow my own food, mm. that would be it. Do you see some specific plant in your mind? Uh, I love cucumbers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the first one. I love cucumbers and green beans. Bring to my cucumbers, everybody. <laughs> Is there a lie of the enemy you tend to believe? That nobody cares. Yeah. Do you find your match for socks? Yes. Is there any human that changed the course of your life? Definitely my mom. If you had 10 times your budget, what would you spend it on? Traveling. To? Everywhere. <laughs> like I want to go everywhere. <laughs> if you were going to write a book, what would it be about? Delighting in God. If I ran into you at a restaurant, where would I find you? A Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Tacos. <laughs> yes. Say two words that describe you. Adventurous and um, intuitive. What is something you are passionate about? Just enjoying God and the simple things. What is your favorite soup? Cheddar broccoli. Yum. What are you reading? <laughs> My community group, we're currently going through Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin. What is something in your life more challenging than you expected? Raising a son. Oh, okay. And what book do you want more people to read? Spiritual Depression. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And we will all be very solemn after that. <laughs> <laughs> will you guide us through it, Tamila? Okay. So more questions, as you know. I'm just not going to mount tonight. Uh, let's go to your garden. And to do that, we need to find out where you actually are living. So where is your neighborhood and how long have you been there? So we currently live in Bonaire. It's in Chesterfield, Virginia. And we've been there for a year. One year. What month would be your anniversary? Uh, this month. Okay, <laughs> cool. And who's in your household? 
Um, my husband, Sherrod, I have an eight-year-old daughter, Savannah, a four-year-old son, Titus, and almost two-year-old Savannah, uh, Olivia, excuse me. <laughs> How long have you been coming to Remnant and who invited you? It's eight years. And uh, the loves. Yep. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> I love the loves. <laughs> I love the loves. Well, now you have to tell us, how did you meet the loves so that they could invite you? So Ricky and Sherrod worked for the same, uh, worked at the same company. Um, and the we felt the Lord was transitioning us, but we just didn't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember Sherrod telling me that Ricky invited him to visit his community group. And so that's where we started. We had, I think we visited the community group a couple of times, mm-hmm. but just the embrace, like we instantly felt like family. <laughs> and so we were like, I think we're going to go to church one Sunday. And did, then we knew. Did you know Audrey before that? Or did you show up on a community group night and meet her? I showed up. Yeah. I didn't know her before. Yeah. Um, we've had some good times. We've gone to visit them together, our family and yours um, yes. up in West Virginia. It's fine. Okay. So let's get into this next part. <laughs> All right. And I'll just start at the beginning unless there's somewhere else that you wanted to to begin with. Okay, so the planning. So the first question is um, about your dreams and desires. And then I was thinking about asking you a different sort of question, if it's okay. I was going to ask, what kind of dreamer are you? Are you someone that makes notes? Do you talk about it? Do you sketch out your ideas, meditate on just like a single word? I make notes. Okay. I jot down like, like just key thoughts. So what are some of those things that you jotted down recently? Um, I really want to, like, write a book. And I think I'm just afraid because I don't know where to start. Mm. But I want to do it. That's a big, (laughs) that's a big (laughs) dream. That's really cool. But this writing, though, is something that's been in your life for a really long time. So it's not just like a book popped in your mind. Um, So can you share what was the path to this, to this dream? Well, um, just, you know, becoming a wife and a mom and how my relationship with God kind of shifted in that time. I had to learn how to delight and pursue the Lord and the things of God. Mm -hmm. I think I let some of that kind of, I don't really want to use the word distract me. I just can't think of a better one. Mm -hmm. Um, Distract in a good way. You know, I was loving and serving my family, but I just felt like, I got kind of got caught up in the the motions of that and just found myself being more negative about certain things. And so just learning how to take joy in the simple things mm-hmm. of God. I just don't know what that would look like in a book. When did you first realize that you loved loved writing? I read so many adventure books as a kid um, and just what a person, the way they wrote, how, because I loved, even as a kid, I loved reading books without pictures because mm. I preferred to use my imagination. I wanted to envision it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to sit and read a book and then just imagine being that character, it was just amazing. And so I remember in third grade, they had like the Young Authors Club. Okay. And so I think I got like third place. I wrote a little adventure book and I got third place wow. for that. Is your daughter in third grade now? She's in second. Second grade. Okay, mm-hmm. coming up on it. You've been writing a long time and you haven't needed an audience for it. Do you still think that way about the book you're going to write? Does it just kind of start with just the overflow of your heart? or? I do want it to be that because I want it to be pure. Like I don't want to write 
trying to I don't want it to be a performance type thing Mm -hmm. but at the same time of course I would hope that someone would read it Mm -hmm. and so I think when I think about who my audience would be that's where the fear comes in yeah there's something that um, Ryan says a lot and I think I said it before on the podcast but um, for any creative person from my experience being around creative people, our audience gets so big in our mind, it can almost be paralyzing. And so he really um, believes in the mantra, make art with and for your friends and then make more friends. Mm. And so just start with those closest to you, who you care about, who's in your life, and then let the Lord do what he wills with it beyond that. But at the very best, whatever creatively you do, make it for someone that's in your life right now um, and think of them. It's helpful. Then you have faces in your mind, in your heart. When we do our creative endeavors, which um, is probably broader than most of us think, most of what we do actually requires creativity in a certain sense, now that I'm talking this out with you, Tamila. <laughs> but um, who do we do that for at the end of the day, if not for the people we're in relationship with? So yeah, even just something like writing a book isn't maybe shouldn't be as extraordinary as we think, but more just like a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I guess it's just, which season should I do this in, Lord? Yeah. And so so why this season for you now, do you think? I just feel like there's so much that God has done. There's so much to share. I feel like in our society, it's easy to be discontent. Mm-hmm. We're bombarded with so many avenues to be distracted by something. But I think the simple things that God does in our lives, we, you know, we take for granted. Um, And just simple things like being able to go outside and feel the sun on your skin or to breathe fresh air or just the beauty of the world that God created. Like, you know, we just kind of pass that stuff by and just look for other things. Yeah, definitely. Um, So in your notes, you mentioned things like gardening and cooking. Are these some things that you're delighting in now? Yes. I wrote those things down specifically because gardening is definitely something that I was terrified to do. I think I had mentioned before, just growing up with a lot of fear, fear of failure, fear of being disappointed. I like things to work out as planned. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so gardening was just one of those things like it seems like other people are just so good at it. But I felt like just this past year, God has been like encouraging my heart to try it. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about how the process goes or what you'll yield from it. Trust the process. And um, in previous times, like plants of any kind, I just couldn't keep them alive. They would just die. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) But all of a sudden, like the fact that I trusted the Lord with it, I did research. I started learning just how to pay attention to the plants. And now I have several plants in my house and I'm like, I'm getting a little adventurous with this, but. (laughs) You planted some tulips. I did plant some tulips. (laughs) They look beautiful. And I hope to get into the backyard and plant some things too. Mm -hmm. One step at a time. I like how you put them around your mailbox, right? So it's a greeting to um, someone who's serving you every day. So what, what else are you dreaming about or desiring to do? So we talked about gardening and some of those other things, of course, I've already been doing. But the Lord has really shifted my perspective with doing those things Mm -hmm. because for a long time, I struggled with discontentment and comparison. It was more like instead of cultivating, it's almost like curating. Okay. So trying to present things a certain way and then feeling like I'm a failure if they didn't come out the way that I thought they would. Instead of enjoying the process of cultivating something like why am I preparing this meal for this family that's coming over? Mm -hmm. Am I trying to just impress them? 
you know, why do I want my home to look a certain kind of way? Do I just want everybody to come in and ooh and ah? Mm -hmm. Or is it about the atmosphere of my home? Like, why am I teaching disciplines to my children? Is it because I want people to be like, oh, you're such a great mom? Or is it, you know, to teach my children to be, you know, positive contributions to society to conduct themselves in a way that glorifies God? Like, Mm -hmm. why do I do the things I do and to be more intentional about them? Like, really take joy in the meals that I cook for my family. Really delight in having a clean home for the purpose of having a positive atmosphere and to start our day well. Just things like that. I just wasn't paying attention to it. And so now God has like shifted my perspective where it's like, I get to do this. Mm -hmm. And he's allowing me to use my gifting the way he's designed me. It doesn't have to look like somebody else's home or gift, but how can I just be appreciative of the way God designed me to be, you know, the one who care takes care of my home. Sometimes a shift in perspective doesn't have to be jarring, but it's just so funny how just a different angle on things can change so much. So even your words, you said, I get to do it instead of you have to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just said one word, get, that is all the difference, <laughs> all the difference. Was there something, Do you, can you remember a moment where you were like, I'm not seeing this the right way? Um, or did it sort of just over time change? Um, to be honest, um, my husband and I took a very big trip to Africa in December. And that basically took me away from everything I was used to. Okay. <laughs> you know, life is normal, the routine. And so... Did you take everybody? Just me and him. It was okay. our anniversary trip. Okay. And while I was there, I think because I was away from everything that I'm used to, I wasn't, it was completely out of routine... I started thinking about my life back home and all of a sudden just all these thoughts about like, are you happy? You know, how do you feel like, aren't you loving this? Because I love to travel. I Mm -hmm. do. And so I think some of those like dreams of traveling the world kind of started growing there. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more I looked at my what seemed to be just regular old mundane life, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) And that's just the honest truth. And so on the way back home, those feelings and emotions got stronger and stronger where I'm like, I just don't want to do this. Mm. And um, that whole month was definitely a a battlefield in the mind. A lot of ugly things came out of just my heart, just not being grateful for where God had placed me. I think I was convicted. I was saying my husband could just kind of see my attitude you know, and so we had to have a conversation. And so we started praying and I honestly didn't even want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to submit in that area, but I, you know, I did thank, thank the Lord. And, um, through that, I just started seeing like my sin and like, you just don't know how blessed you are to be in this position mm-hmm. to do what you're doing and the gift that you could be, you know, in your home, like, look, look around. Yeah. Look at all the things that you can put your hands to do. It's great work. And um, that was transformative for me. I have no doubt. We're going to talk more about this (laughs) as the questions move on. But uh, you were talking about having a desire to delight in God in joyful submission. And it made me think of the scripture about how Jesus submitted to difficulty and trial for joy that was down the road. Is that something now that you had to think about maybe in recent months or yeah what is that submission and joy what does that couple look like to you yeah I I definitely 
have constantly meditated on Jesus' life here Mm -hmm. and how he continued to submit to the Father. And he, you know, he kept his mission in mind so he didn't get distracted by other things. He was focused. And any time that, you know, in that, you know, he had, he was in a human body. So with all his needs, he went to the Father. You know, it wasn't one of those things where he was just on his own. And so when I think about if Jesus, like Jesus Mm -hmm. had to go before the father, like what makes me think that I can continue to do this on my own? Like at some point I'm going to run out. At some point I'm going to get distracted by other things. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be something vying for my attention to get me off track. And I felt like just recently that has been happening. But prior to the shift in perspective, I was always leaning towards it. Like maybe this is God, mm-hmm. you know, but it is not. There's something he's called me to right now. And that's what I need to stay. And when I feel weak, you know, uh, when it doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. I still need to go before his face to ask him to give me a fresh perspective, a fresh you know, renewed desire. And that's why I think I love that scripture, you know, about delighting yourself in the Lord so much, because when my focus is him and bringing him glory through anything I do, Mm. my desires shift. Mm -hmm. And that's what's been happening. Yeah. Something that I was thinking about when, (laughs) when I lost my thought was about just how hard life is. And, um, you were talking about maybe comparing yourself to others. And a lot of times we don't see what's behind the scenes. And I think some things that your family experienced recently, and you'll again, probably talk about that later. It was hard. It was hard. Um, even with your son and, um, other things. And I think sometimes we, um, can get caught up and lost in that. And the reality that this side of heaven, Life is really hard and we do long for a release or, you know, a trip away. And what you're sharing is how God promises to be with us and give us new eyes. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that you said you prayed not out of anything else but obedience to, I guess, first your husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and God was with you and heard heard your prayers and he shifted, shifted your perspective. Um, yeah. I appreciate that message and... There's probably going to be a time in my life where I'll, I'll need you to remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> Just pray, Laura. So let's go to sewing. So what's new in your life at beginning stages? You've got a lot of good things on this part. <laughs> <laughs> so I think in the same vein of, you know, complete surrender, mm-hmm. I think I just realized like there's just certain areas of my life that I would just hold mm-hmm. for myself to, to control. And kind of like you said, with my upbringing, Lots of disappointment. Lots of things did not work out as planned. And so and as an adult, it's like however much I can control to work out the way I want it to work out, Mm -hmm. I want to hold on to that. Um, And so I think the work that's being done in my heart, it's now tailoring my life to look that way. And that means that certain things in my life just have to shift. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of my friendships, not that they go away But one thing that my husband talked to me about was if you reflect on your friendships right now, how many of those friends are going the same direction, Mm. are able to encourage you in the same vein of where you're walking right now? Yeah. And if you really evaluate that correctly, do you think that could speak to why you struggle so much? Mm. 
And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I did not like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love my friends. I appreciate them. And in different times of my life, they've been a blessing. And so it's not really about kicking them to the curb, so to speak. Yeah. But it is about trusting the Lord to develop friendships with people that can be a light in my life in this season. Who are some women that are trusting the Lord in the same way? Mm-hmm. And it's not about, I think there's a fear there of like building new connections with women. Yeah. But it's not about a bestie. It's right. about yeah. being, even if I'm just in the room, you know, if there's an invitation to something, go mm-hmm. and just sit in the presence of other women that are trusting Jesus in similar ways and learn, you know, be built up in that way. Yeah. So. You mentioned complete surrender. So what exactly have you been surrendering? I would say my will (laughs) in a lot of ways, even to my husband. Again, I think there's just certain areas in my life where I really feel like I can do this and that, and it'll be fine. And I think I've noticed that stuff starts crumbling because I can't do all of these things, especially if they don't line up with what God has called me to currently. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of ways that over time I can see that my husband was trying to encourage me, whether it was, you know, working more or being involved in some extracurricular thing that would take me outside of the home mm-hmm. or take my attention away, you know, um, trying to encourage me there, you know, like, there's a time for everything, but right he, right now, like, surrender to what the Lord is calling you to joyfully, mm-hmm. because I realize that everything, anything extra that I do, mm-hmm. whether it's write a book or anything, I feel like God is showing me it's going to be from the outflow of this season of surrendering to him mm-hmm. now in the everyday, yeah. having a household that's in order, you know, taking joy in him, caring for my home well loving my children, submitting to my husband and loving him well. I can't just skip over stuff like that and think I'm going to do all these other amazing things. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the phrase uh, in the Bible, being wise in your own eyes? Do you relate to that? Yes, I do. (laughs) Uh, I think that, like I said, there were a lot of times where I thought that the Lord was leading in something but it's really my desires. Mm. And I was heavily convicted of that in December. Mm. I mean, December was a tough month because I mean, my sinfulness just really was laid out there. Yeah. And it was, it was shameful, but humbling. And I'm so glad that that happened because it showed me just how great my need is for the Lord always. There will never be a time where I don't need him or well, I've got this under control. Yeah. So are you someone who makes a fuss or do you like stew quietly? I'm quiet. <laughs> yeah. I get really silent. Yeah, you've got the cloud uh-huh. above your head. <laughs> but you talked about that in your notes as you're toiling. So you knew in a sense that there was something not right. Yes. And that's yeah. why I said a lot of it was I was bold enough to basically in my heart say to God, I don't want to. Yeah. I just don't want to, you know. And that's when my husband was like, oh, we need to pray. Because for one, he knows that's that's not like you Mm -hmm. to be that defiant, like something's going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know or I believe that there probably was some spiritual warfare going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, yeah, that even surprised me for me to feel like I don't want to submit this way. 
well, oh, you just triggered in my mind. So when you were in Africa, you were visiting your father and there might have been, yeah, a war in heaven, <laughs> something yeah. big going on. Like, okay, <laughs> is this family line going to go this way or mm-hmm. not? And Satan probably thought, oh, I've got her now. And yeah. your husband said, no, you don't. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he said, no, you don't. You're right. And mm-hmm. um, so in a sense, maybe you even, I mean, suspect that there's just a healing that even happened with something with your dad. Um, I definitely understand uh, a difficult past with father, with a father. Yeah. And I have a big trip coming up in September where I'm going to see my dad. And I'm just, all I can do is pray. I can't, I try to imagine what's going to happen, but... I'm definitely praying about it. Um, I'll definitely be praying with you. <laughs> thanks. It do, it feels big. It's big in a way. It is like uh, Satan actually does care about the generations. And he's like, if I could just get this one, we'll distract them all. And no one's going to teach anybody about the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there's a sense where, yeah, we're commanded to teach our children about the Lord mm-hmm. and to delight in the Lord ourselves to actually show what that means. There is definitely a war over over your family line in December. So praise God. Yes, yes, yes. Praise God that he has a victory in that. Yes. So let's talk about, let's talk about pride versus stress. (laughs) (laughs) We're sowing, we got some seeds. So how do we, how do you think about that relationship as because you said you're in a season where you're not as stressed and you've laid some things down. And I'm thinking pride is involved when we clench things and don't yield them to God. So somehow there was a, uh, some pride that you surrendered. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I talked about before trying to curate my life mm-hmm. to look a certain way or to be a certain way, maybe to make me comfortable or maybe just to make life feel easier. But there's a lot of challenge, even though it's beautiful work. There's a challenge in raising children yeah you know they're different uh different ages different personalities and so if I think of that specifically I think sometimes I would just try my best to raise them in a way that you know to kind of control like just how crazy things would get sometimes Mm -hmm. feeling embarrassed if you know one of my kids was just going crazy Mm -hmm. you know trying to avoid being seen during those times things like that yeah just all I can keep thinking of is like trying to control and it was just wearing me out yeah. because it's it's not about how pretty things look. It's actually a blessing for people to see how you're trusting the Lord, even when things are messy. Mm-hmm. And I think I was embarrassed or ashamed or afraid of people to see the messy. Yeah. So let's go to a little bit of that external sewing that you're doing. You said you are making some changes in your life. So you're, you've been more aware of friendship changes. Are there any other changes that you're trying to sew in your life and we can be praying for? Um, I know I have like to decrease distractions also like social media. Mm-hmm. I regularly take breaks from that so that I can really focus on what God's put before me. Even in my health, you know, that's been a major struggle of mine as well. Um, When it comes to submitting, like, (sighs) this is very vulnerable. I don't even know if this, like, fits here or not. But um, I had to admit and confess openly that I struggle with a food addiction. Um, And I think I justified it for a long time. And I was using it as a coping mechanism for some of the stress I was feeling or some of the frustrations I would feel. And so... um, I've been just learning different things about, you know, idols 
And I think it's easy to pinpoint certain things, you know, those key things. But mm. when it comes to food, it's kind of like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. You know, it's not okay. Because if I find my comfort in something like that, like, is that really going to anchor my soul? Is it going to, you know, lead me to trust in Jesus or hope in Christ? You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's something that's temporary and fleeting, just like a lot of other things. Mm. And so it's been an ongoing struggle. I can't say that I'm completely out of it, but I think the first step was identifying that that's a thing, like confessing it with my mouth instead of hiding it. And so that's kind of even being vulnerable enough to share it here is kind of my way of like, I'm going to keep putting that out there to just lay it out and identify that and to trust that the Lord will help me to lay it down. Yeah. So you'd mentioned before that you believe any anything that you reap and or that you do in the next season will be the outflow of what you're currently doing now and so if that's true then it's going to apply in the reverse so what do you if you could guess what do you think you were sowing in your last season so such that you could come to this point now of more honesty and um i don't know submission i guess what do you think was going on before you got to this point Well, I can remember that my husband and I were sitting in a session with uh, Pastor James Ford, and uh, he said a lot of wonderful things, but Mm -hmm. something he said really struck me. And at the time in the meeting, it didn't. And he said it in the most loving way. It wasn't like a judgmental thing at all, but he just looked at me. He said, you're more sinful than you think. And at the moment, I'm like, yeah, we're all sinners. They need grace. But through that week, I kept hearing it over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. And because it kept like it just kept resounding in my in my mind, I was just like, Lord, show me how. Because obviously I'm not seeing it. Maybe it's pride. Some of that pride. I'm not seeing it. And then that's when stuff started coming. Like I could just it's like he I could just see it. And I was so it was like I was always shocked by myself. Mm by my heart, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions. And I was like, I don't even feel like myself. Like this is, this is what's in there. But the beautiful thing is that God is so loving. Like, yes, that was hard to see, but I don't have to stay there. I'm, I wasn't like in despair and like, I felt terrible. But at the same time, it's like, Lord, thank you for showing that to me. Yeah. Cause now I realize I need you just that much more Mm -hmm. every single day. Like I cannot do this without you. And I I was foolish to think that I could. I need you. The crazy thing is we need God to obey God. I have to ask his help to (laughs) obey him. Can you say that again? (laughs) We need God to obey God. I can't even obey him without asking for his help. And it feels weird, but we need him just that much. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the first time that really hit me yeah. in a real way. Yeah. Sometimes I like to think uh, that if I were a pot and sin was in my soup, I guess, I don't know, that if there's some hole in the bottom, it could just drain out, <laughs> just drain away. And I wouldn't have to think about it. And God's like, nope, we're bubbling it up. Oh my it's going to get hot in here. Oh, man. And I'm going to skim it, yeah. skim it off. It's going to be gone. But I have to, uh, I appreciate what you said about you have to, um, you got to be on the same page as him mm-hmm. to get ready for the boil. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that. <laughs> and yeah, it's not, you know, uh, yeah. And so it is, it is going to look bad, but um, that's because he, he wants it. He really, truly wants it. Not our fake, like, okay, this is my sin. Yeah, I know I'm not nice. Yeah, yes. I know I could trust you more. Yes. Yeah, I know I could. And something that you said your husband has been leading you in prayer. Um, my husband has also been leading me in prayer to pray, um, Lord, search my heart. Mm-hmm. And I may have said this on the podcast. I'm sorry if I did. But as soon as you open your eyes to say that, because we are, and to search my heart and say, Lord, where, what do you want me to pray for? Because we mm-hmm. actually don't have the eyes to assume like, oh, I, like we were just talking about, I already know that I'm a sinner. So today I'm going to pray about, gosh, Lord, help me have my eyes more focused on you. Mm-hmm. But if we say, Lord, search my heart and wait, then he'll bring up what, what to lift, what he wants to lift off. Like we have the the open hands yeah. and we can be on the same page with him because the reality is like we were already talking about, it's just the day that it is. So he's not going to wholesale lay us flat um, and do it all at once. It's like he's just going to do what he wants to do for the day. And so kind of yielding in that daily, what do you want? What do you want to bring up today, Lord? And what can I be praying about today? And he will do it. Um, That's so good. And so just even admitting from the jump of opening our eyes right away, submitting to God in that way. Mm-hmm. And I would love if you don't mind to move on to the watering. So this mm-hmm. is where you're what you're stewarding in your life. You talked about friendship. So that is like a tricky topic, I think, because I think a lot of us actually, if we were being honest, struggle with friendships. Mm -hmm. And maybe as we, a lot of us are growing older, some might think, well, you're too old to, you should know how to do this by now. (laughs) And that's just not the reality, right? So how are you praying through this? Well, I think my biggest prayer is, Lord, show me how to be a good friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a long time, and this is yet another thing my husband was lovingly trying to show me is like, what kind of friend are you? Okay. Um, because you, you're saying all the things you need from a friend, Mm -hmm. but how inviting are you? You know, do, do people, are women aware that you want them around, that you want them in your space? Are you welcoming? Are you, you know, and it's not about, he knows that my personality is, a little different from him like mm-hmm. he can talk to anybody yeah. anytime. <laughs> it takes a lot of courage for me just to like get up and speak to somebody on Sunday mm-hmm. and it's not because I don't want to it's just it's just something I don't know it's mm-hmm. that it's hard mm-hmm. um, but you know he's just been encouraging me to at least show up in spaces and start there yeah you know receive an invitation and go and just try your best to get to know someone like don't overthink it yeah don't worry about like, is this going to be your best friend forever and ever and ever? And don't assume. I think one thing that I've done specifically since being at Remnant is I'll often assume that people have their people already. Okay. So I don't need to be another person added to that. Yeah. And that's not the way to think. There's just so many different people to meet and to learn from regardless of how close. That's not really all it's about mm-hmm. you we're all linking arms together yeah in this church and so yeah so is there anything that you're meditating on to do that 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 helps you to step out in times that maybe you want to keep your your feet outside the pool <laughs> <laughs> well um i do pray like when i'm feeling scared or fearful or nervous about speaking to someone 
I ask God to give me the courage, um, like right in that moment, like even if it's a Sunday and I'm sitting in the seat and I know I probably could get up and socialize a little bit. I like, Lord, help me. I want to do this, but help me like to just be okay Mm -hmm. and not overthink it. So it's kind of like simple prayers. Yeah. Um, You also noted there something about focus that now you're sort of actively tending to your when you say focus do you mean your eyes do you mean the focus of your heart of your mind well I think when it comes to whether it's friendships decreasing social media I'm trying to stay close to people and things that help me to become better at what God has called me to do in this season Mm -hmm. where before I was doing a little bit of all types of things and just hanging out here and there and just there just really was no structure to my life and so that made it harder for me to focus on the task at hand. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I like shifting friendships or focusing more, trying to connect with women in my church. It's a way of me continuing to be encouraged to trust Christ, whether it's difficulty in parenting or, you know, um, you know, reading the word, whatever it may be. I have that constant support where before it's just kind of, it's just been a little different. Mm -hmm. So what about your marriage? It sounds like you've been investing in that. Yes. So along with that submission piece, um, when I asked God to show me a lot of things, show me my heart, show me my sin. But also it was like, show me the ways in which my husband has been trying to lead, lovingly lead. And I've just been resisting it, whether it's I don't agree or it doesn't line up with what I think. Or and and granted, it's not like I'm, you know, walking around like, no, I'm not going to do this. It's more so a posture of my heart that if I don't have the right heart posture, he can feel that Mm -hmm. he can feel the resistance. And so it makes it harder for him to leave because then it's always having to reel me back in. Mm -hmm. And so I asked God to show me like, show me my husband, you know, and all the beautiful things that you've been doing in him, through him and how he's leading us. And so I think it started with that praying together. We we fasted from some things and we literally just prayed mm. for a month. And um, it's like the Lord showed me his heart. He just wants us to love Jesus mm. and he wants us to surrender to him. And I was like, what does it look like to walk in line with that even when I don't feel like it? Yeah. What does it look like to hold my tongue when I want to say something? What does it look like to do extra special things for him just because I know he likes that to do things for him that I may not really enjoy, but I know he does Mm. to think of him in simple ways, like to love him better. And through that, the atmosphere in our home has just been so sweet. Yeah. Just by something simple like that, my heart posture shifting. Mm. Um, And it's been a challenge, but it gets easier daily because I'm seeing the fruit of even my heart Yeah, and that. And he, I remember it was like, <laughs> I think after we finished, we finished that month of prayer. And then like a few weeks after he just was like, something is just so different. Mm. I'm just so at peace. And he's like, I think it has something to do with something you're doing. Like mm. <laughs> there's something you're doing. It's different. And he just said, thank you. And I was like, wow, God. Wow. Thank you, Lord. You know, um, so I just want to continue. 
I don't always get it right, but I see the fruit of it, even in my kids. Yeah. Well, I will have to say, just looking at you, the biggest smile came across your face when I asked (laughs) you about your marriage. And so I think that was just evidence of the reality uh, that God has really done a lot um, (laughs) and is blessing y'all and it's beautiful. So (laughs) if you don't mind talking about this, what does it mean to be the crown of your husband, Tamila? (sighs) I think I wrote down, there was a scripture that talked about that. I think it's Proverbs 31, maybe. Okay. Or I can't remember, but. You wrote 12. Oh, okay. 12. Where the heart of her husband trusts her. And that struck me because if I think about how unsubmitted I was in certain areas, Mm -hmm. just in my heart posture, couldn't he really trust me to walk alongside him on our family mission and to whatever, wherever God's leading, can he trust that I'm with him? Um, I'm not look, always looking for a way to do something else or to be like, can I be joyful in that? Mm-hmm. And I guess it hurt me to think that he, not that he's ever said it, but it hurt me to think that he could possibly not think that, that he can't trust me to take joy in our home, to love other people, like whatever that looks like. I just want to I think it's like being a, a positive represent, representative, um, even the way I carry myself. And it's not all just about appearances like the outward, but there's something to say about how I represent him with yeah. the way I speak, how I live my life, yeah. how I love my children. I just, I want him to be proud. Yeah. I, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it, it really does make sense. It really resounds in my heart. So, oh gosh, I could really keep talking to you about this. <laughs> Somebody grab coffee with Smila. <laughs> We've got to move on. There's still three sections oh left. So, um, again, thank you for sharing so much. And so training and pruning, I guess you have talked a little bit about how you're learning to overcome social anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's through prayer and one step at a time. <laughs> yes, yes. One step at a time. Was there somewhere that you went that kind of gave you courage to keep going? Um, As far as you said, uh, accepting invitations. I think, well, there's a lot of like different things I'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think right now, as I see the invitation, if it's feasible, I'll just go, you know, and see what happens. Mm -hmm. I can't say there's like a specific thing at the moment, but like if there's something that works with my schedule instead of overthinking it, it's just like. You know, especially I know like it's getting warmer. School is about to be, mm-hmm. you know, out. There's probably going to be a lot of opportunities yeah. to spend time with other women. So, yeah. If looking forward to the future, what is Tamila going to look like in a few years from now? <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> wow. What is the shape God is pruning you into? Man, that is a, I feel like that's a hard question to answer. That's a good question. Because you're going somewhere. You're not staying here. (laughs) I just imagine myself wherever I am. The joy of the Lord is just radiating off of me. So just me coming into a room, it, I want to be a light to people in the joy of where God has me, where people would say, Hey, what is it? You know, Mm -hmm. how are you? That's why delighting in God is such a big thing for me. It's like, How are you finding joy in these seasons of your life? And the more that I open my life to people, 
instead of curating it. And they still see even in the messiness, even when it's not the best day, because, of course, I'm talking about all these good things. But every day is not amazing. Every Mm -hmm. day is, you know, some days are really hard. Some days I have to pray super hard. Some days I'm frustrated. But at the end of the day, I love Jesus. I trust him. Mm -hmm. I really trust him now. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. God, my life is in your hands, whatever you want to do. And so I want people to see all of that and yet and still see me beaming with joyful surrender and delight in God. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate you talking about delighting. It's a word that sort of has recently mystified me because I'm like, I don't, I say that word and I hear that word. Do I really know what it means? And what does yeah delight mean? And so if I'm going to do it, <laughs> I should probably think about more about what it means. <laughs> Because, yeah, and so the more that I searched the scriptures for scriptures about light, and I, I kept a notebook, and I have like a running uh, thing. It actually takes work to write down verses when you cr- come across them. I yeah. can't lie. Once I started doing it, I'm like, gosh, this is a lot of work to go find my <laughs> pencil and whatever. But then uh, light is so connected to the face of God. And you were talking about what people see in you. Yeah, when you delight in the Lord, you're going to get it because you've been gazing on him and his face is turned towards you and your back isn't turned towards him and he's not turned away from you and yeah you're face to face and there's so much more to say about that but um it's a good meditation for sure so you are learning to say no to things and you're saying yes to god and it's hard but you're doing it yes (laughs) yes you're doing it uh, so what about weeding? And I think you've been doing, sharing your confession along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that maybe you want to want to add to this? Were you raised at all to think that like independence was virtuous? Or were you sort of like the one of the five that kind of seemed to go that direction? Well, I think my upbringing probably did have a lot to do with that because my mom, single parent, mm-hmm. I saw her do a lot of hard things and on her own. I mean, she didn't have a choice, but that strength that I saw, Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be strong like that, too. Naturally, I felt like I need to be strong like that. Um, And growing up, unfortunately, I did not have a lot of healthy marriages around me. It was a lot of women doing all the things. Mm -hmm. And so naturally, I grew up thinking I have to be the same way. So it was hard to be like I can be strong And Sherrod can know that I'm strong in certain areas. Mm -hmm. But what does it look like to still, even in that strength, lovingly lay it down to allow him to lead? That was been a challenge. You know, I'm seeing it different now. But over the course of our marriage, I feel like that was tough because I didn't quite understand. I'm like, what's wrong with how I feel? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I've had so many strong women in my life. But again, the heart of her husband, trust her. It's just something about that Mm -hmm. um, keeps resonating with me. Yeah. You were talking about something earlier and I want to kind of pull that back in in a different way. So do you believe now that God is good? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe you didn't necessarily think that there was something that maybe you were you wrote in your notes, maybe you were holding back from the Lord. You were you're holding back in certain areas. So kind of I guess like I said, I don't like disappointment is hard mm-hmm. because I experienced a lot of disappointment. So trusting the Lord with my future, again, I felt like 
I can do all the things I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I can be a mom to these children. I can be a wife and I can put so much focus on how I want my life to look after my kids get older. Okay. So I can do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like it was hard for me to let go of overly stressing about that, about what am I going to be able to do for me? That was hard. Mm-hmm. But what I'm not seeing is the beauty of all God is doing in me now. Yeah. I don't need to worry about what's going to happen then. Mm-hmm. He'll show me. But if I'm so busy looking ahead, I think I was so busy looking ahead to the next season that I wasn't enjoying what God is doing now. Mm -hmm. So now that I've kind of put things aside, there's so much joy and just the little things I'm seeing every day that God is doing, whether the, the hard work of, you know, training up children and seeing the fruit of that, like how they're growing and changing and grasping hold of some of the things that we're teaching them or some of the things that they're learning when they go to church, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the fruit of what God is doing in my marriage now, how he shifted my heart and how I see things like those are such beautiful things to give God glory for. And before I think I was just so busy trying to plan ahead, planning. Mm -hmm. I like to plan things. Yeah. So I can be prepared. (laughs) So what is this cold stone story? (laughs) So I was having a really hard day. I was really tired. And this particular day, the kids were just nuts. Sometimes when, if I have the opportunity, when my littlest goes to take a nap, sometimes I'll just go for a walk or take like a short drive or something like that because the other two can like read a book or play Mm -hmm. around or whatever. And so this particular day, like I looked at Shred, I'm like, I'm going for a drive. I'll be back. (laughs) But in my mind, and this kind of ties into food being an idol. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I knew exactly where I was going. I was going to Cold Stone. Yeah. (laughs) And I was going to get me a founder's favorite with uh, nuts and chocolate and caramel, all the good things. Mm -hmm. And I was making a beeline straight there. And uh, on the way there, there's a um, park we frequent um, a lot. And when I was getting close to the stoplight of this park... It's like I heard turn left and I was like, no. <laughs> so I had one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. And I'm like, what are you going to do? And I was like, this has to be the Holy Spirit because I know I knew I was going. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to turn left. And even as I was driving into the park and parking in the parking spot, I was I was like, I don't want to do this. I want Cold Stone. Yeah, because that's a comfort of me drowning out my frustration and my exhaustion and my emotion Mm -hmm. and so I got out the car still fighting inside I just started walking a trail and I just walked and walked and walked and the more I walked again I thought about Jesus what if Jesus (laughs) in that human body when he was tired he resorted to other things instead of running to the father when he felt, you know, Mm. weary. And it was like walking through those woods, silent by myself. It was like, Lord, it's you. It's not food. Yeah, It's you that I need. Help me. Like I was literally like crying, like, God, help me to trust you. Help me to see there's no food in this world that is gonna do anything to help me to go back home. And joyfully thank you for what you've already given me. It's just going to lead to guilt. 
and shame or embarrassment or extra pounds, (laughs) you know? And so those moments, I realized every act of obedience to God in those little things, it was simple as hearing turn left and turning left, not saying, nope, I'm going to keep going. No, turn left. Mm -hmm. The more that I say no to my habits, the more I'm going to say yes to God. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, Lord, help me to keep saying yes to you in every way possible, please, because I know I need you. But I'm thankful that we have Christ as our example. It's just amazing. And I love talking to my kids about this. Like Mm. Jesus is not this someone just sitting way over here that has no idea what we go through. He knows and he's the greatest example. Even in the midst of these struggles, he's showing us that we can trust the father. And so I realize even in front of my kids, I have to demonstrate that as well. I can't just say it to them. I have to live that. Right. So even with my eating habits and any habits, Mm -hmm. how I conduct myself, how I carry myself as a wife. I've even been thinking about that. My girls are looking at me, the kind of wife that I am, how I love my husband, my son, you know, all of that matters. It's a great work. And I think now the Lord is showing me just how much work there is to do. So you don't need to be worrying about 20 years from now, right now. Mm -hmm. Focus on this right now. So Uh, makes me think of my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Mm -hmm. So your harvest, Myla. Yeah. So I know I kind of spoke on it a little bit, but just seeing the fruit of enjoying my marriage, enjoying my husband. It's so funny because I remember the pastors that uh, did our marriage counseling told us that it takes about 10 years for you to finally like really start like really liking your like your husband (laughs) your spouse like are you sure you want to do this (laughs) and I was like not us I am not it's not going to take 10 years Mm -hmm. and we're celebrating 11 years this year and I feel like there's this sweet spot the toiling and the like I'm realizing the process of becoming one Mm -hmm. it doesn't just happen it's a process and I'm so thankful that whatever hardships we may have faced over the course of our marriage, we were both willing to trust God through it because now we get to enjoy the fruit of trusting God. And I just pray. I know that it's not always going to be easy, but I'm committed. Yeah. (laughs) I love that man. (laughs) Yeah. It shows. If you don't mind talking to just for a minute about, about Titus and there was a a period that, um, that he wasn't talking. Yes. I would say my son, um, oh, I can get emotional thinking about him because mm. I love him so much. That has been one of the hardest things. And I think it still affects me today when it comes to socialization. Um, I think that's probably a big reason why I struggle with going out. My son was a late talker, but on top of that, he has very strong emotions, mm-hmm. very strong. And I was not expecting any of that. You know, you have, again, I, I'm a person that like expectations and planning. And, and so it threw me for a loop and I had no idea how to navigate that. So, you know, there was a lot of things that he did. Um, no fault to him. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to navigate this big world. But because it was so difficult I just felt so defeated as a parent. And I was like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. 
There was a lot of shame, a lot of embarrassment, pain, hurt, a lot of it. And I remember just feeling like I wanted to give up. Like, even when I think about trying to homeschool, keeping him home with us, there were a lot of moments where I wanted to, like, send him into some type of school or there were a lot of different suggestions we were given. And there were many roads that we thought we were going to take with that. Mm. And every time, no matter how determined I was to do that, the Lord It was like the Holy Spirit was like, that's not what I want you to do. He needs to be with you. Mm. And I'm like, I I cannot, Lord, I can't do this. But now, as I'm trusting God with him, I, I, I think the biggest thing I had to do was separate all those challenges I was facing and love him as my, he's my son. Yeah. Don't look at him at the lens, through the lens of his behavior. Look at him as this gift that God has given you. And ask God to show you, you know, who he is. Mm. And so me loving him, it has completely, like, to see his growth. I mean, let alone just the fact that he's talking. He talks well. It's so cute. Yes. But even his strong emotions, like I told you, I was a deep feeler when I was a kid. And even though I didn't do exactly some of the things that he does, it kind of made me feel connected to him. Like, I get it, son. I felt deeply, too. And when you're that age, you don't always know how to express that. Yeah. So the more I learn to understand him, the more he trusts me mm. and the less struggle we have. And when it comes to socialization, it's like I just have to understand the season I'm in and don't be afraid that people won't understand whether they understand or not. Just right. you have to know, you know, that God is with you. And every year I see the growth and it is it is it's a huge praise. Yeah. I'm so thankful to yeah. God that I trust him <laughs> with this. Yeah. And you said um, you have joy right now. That yes. is a harvest. <laughs> I have joy instead of stress and anxiety and being nervous and worrying and stressing and over planning and staying up late thinking and planning and writing notes. Mm-hmm. I go to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you would like to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I need to go think for a while. That's how I'm feeling. (laughs) Okay, let's close out. You have brought something from home that you have written, I believe. Yes. And what would you like to share um, with your sisters? Okay, so it is a poem. I don't know why poems. I like ones that rhyme all the time. Okay. I think it's easier. You just did it. Rhyme all the time. I did. I feel like it's a little easier for me. I'm still learning how to do poetry in different ways. Who are we to be fully seen, fully known, yet fully loved by the God of the universe? What a privilege, what a blessing, what a gift. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. His goodness is our delight. Let's praise him for all he's created, for it's marvelous in our sight. Oh, come and see what the Lord has done. His faithfulness testifies. Share your story. Give God all the glory. Let's demolish the enemy's lies. Oh, wait and see what the Lord will do. All you faithful saints hold fast. All his promises are yes and amen. They indeed shall come to pass. Our Father, the eyes of heaven, I'll be the man. Thanking and calm, hurry be done. Oh, oh. He is a heaven. There is the state.
baby bread over there like this. It's a little give of that toys and little not. And she tastes but the little eyes is all those evil. He's dead in the kingdom, the power and the glory. And forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Whole Home Podcast podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.